Holy shirts and pants, y'all. We are back. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Final Rose tonight. I'm Lisa, and I'm here with my fabulous co-host, Susan. We are two friends and moms of teen and 20-something boys who have a shared love of all things Bachelor. After all the crazy drama from two weeks ago, it was really nice to have a little break, but the excitement has been building, and we were ready. This episode did not disappoint. Was that just two weeks? <laughs> it felt like a lot longer, didn't it? It did. That's so crazy. And I absolutely love that first group date. I felt really hopeful after that and the one-on-one. -on -one, I thought the girls were amazing. And we got to see a whole new side of Clayton. I was we dreaming. Did. Yeah, right? I was dreaming of how good the season could be until it all came <laughs> crashing down with Shanae and her obsession with Elizabeth. I love the idea behind the second group date, not going to lie. I was wondering if we were going to see the Hoff, David Hasselhoff, <laughs> who's a legend, but Clayton rocked that red bathing suit pretty well. Susan, what do you think? I I didn't miss Hoff, the Hoff. <laughs> <laughs> what? He's an international <laughs> sensation. How I do you know, not miss him? I, I know, I know, especially <laughs> in Germany. I know, right? So what was your reaction, your initial reaction to, to this episode? <laughs> My initial reaction was it was just hard to think of it beyond the Cassidy drama and the Sinead drama. But if you took that out, I thought it was a great episode. There was a lot to really like. And there was a lot to like about Clayton as well. I know. I people are happy about that. I think it was time. Listen, he's been out doing interviews mm -hmm. and I think it's really helped him because for a while we just saw him staring lovingly at the girls or right through them. We weren't sure. <laughs> um, and they're just waiting to kiss them. But I feel like we saw such a different side of him over the last couple of weeks. So I'm grateful for the interviews that he did. And I loved that first right. date, which we'll talk about in a little bit with everybody being so vulnerable. So I thought that was great. That was the word of the episode. Vulnerable. vulnerable. Isn't it the word of every season at this point? There's like vulnerable, my person, right. all of these like isms. Before we dig into the recap, the news out of Bachelor Nation was coming fast and furiously over the last few weeks. Engagements and babies, puppies, weddings, guys weekends and more. So we saw some bad news, unfortunately, with the passing of Clint Arliss from Caitlin's season. He was only 34. And actually, uh, my cousin, who lives in Batavia, was friends with him. It was so sad. Super sad. I do remember him and his bromance with JJ back from that season. Yeah. So I know they haven't talked about his cause of death, but our hearts go out to his friends and family. That's so devastating. He was just so young. It's awful. Truly, truly awful. Yeah. Okay. Um, there was also some upsetting news about Joe Coleman, Joe from Michelle's season. Uh, he's been apparently accused of sexual assault in the past. Yeah, I think that was during his time at, at Minnesota when he was playing basketball. I think it was posted on Reddit. I don't know that there's been any articles that have been, you know, confirming or giving any further details, but what an upsetting thing to hear you know, it really changes our perspective on him. And obviously we don't know enough to be able to make a judgment, but I know a lot of Bachelor Nation was pretty heartbroken over this. I mean, there's not enough to confirm it, but it seems like it, it, there's enough people, rumors, there's enough going on. It seems like there's something. Yeah, I'm sure there's we don't, something We don't there. know what it is. I was thinking as I was reading all about it, how much is ABC vetting these guys these days? I mean, I think the how problem- How could they miss it? But, but I don't know that you would know, right? You could do all of this research. And until someone comes forward, I don't think there were any police reports. I don't think there was any actual evidence other than hearsay. And so if you only have hearsay, you're not going to get that until somebody is a public figure. And then people right. are going to come out and speak. So it's it, I get it. Like, I wish they could do a better job of vetting, but it's really mm -hmm. hard for them to know. It um, just seems hard to believe, but... I believe it. He just of seemed like such a nice, sweet, docile guy. <laughs> I know. Just but goes to show know. you. You never know. You never know. I know. Ugh, awful. Anyway, let's move on to some good news. What's going on? Well, Hannah and her boyfriend got a puppy named Wally. Wait, he's so cute. They've been posting pictures of he, him. The boyfriend of the puppy. Well, oh, well, both. <laughs> I was thinking of Wally because, you know, I'm a huge dog person, um, but I was laughing because I think she's posted about, you know, I'm not getting yes. any sleep, but I'm thinking, oh, well, it is kind of like having a baby. 
to be honest. Like I remember when Pearl or Frenchie was a puppy, we were getting no sleep. She was up crying in the middle of the night. Although now that she's seven, I feel like she's back to being as needy as baby <laughs> she Gosh. was before. So totally get it. I guess it's a good first taste of parenthood if that's what you're working toward. They are in the honeymoon phase of parenthood with Wally. She's posted nonstop and he is really cute. He's really cute. Not going to lie. Um, let's see. Also in Bachelor News, Noah of Noah and Abigail fame from Bachelor in Paradise, Noah has started a five-month nursing program in Huntington Beach, California. Abigail lives and is continuing to live in New York City. They're very much together and doing this long-distance thing. Do we think this will last? I do. I have to say I follow both of them on Instagram, and the posts that they're making, they just seem very much in love. They are so super supportive of one another, so I, I'm hopeful. Right. It's heartbreaking. We know that, you know, Riley and Marissa of Bachelor in Paradise fame just broke up. You know, we had talked about it on the last mm -hmm. podcast because there were rumors, but they've confirmed it now. And so yes. you look at something like that and you think, oh, they would have lasted. But would they have? Were they as, you know, real? I don't know. Who knows what's real? People put <laughs> stuff out on social media and, you know, it could be a fake life. But I just feel like Abigail and Noah are just adorable and seemingly so in love. So I hope so. And they've had the past six months together. Right. If they had left Bachelor in Paradise and then immediately gone to their own hometowns, I think it would have been a little different story. But they have this hopefully solid base. It seems like it. They're super cute. So I'm rooting yeah, for them. They really are. Uh, apparently, Tyler Cameron is becoming quite the B-list celeb. You know, Tyler, he was the runner-up in Hannah B's yeah. season. He is starring in the, a real dirty dancing show, which is where celebrities are competing to be the next Baby and Johnny from Dirty Dancing. Amazing. I'm curious to see how well he dances. And I'm also curious how they put partners together. So is he dancing with a pro? Is it some other random person or a celebrity? I mean, I have to tell you, I'm a huge fan of the movie and I loved all of those dances. So it'll be interesting to watch them recreate. Well, I'm a huge fan of Tyler Cameron. So <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. He's going to be all over the TV. That's I know. for sure. Did you know he wrote a book, by the way? I did not. I was looking at a list of all of the books of like bachelor contestants. And there is a lot of them. Like Rachel Lindsay just came out with a book. Obviously we're reading Hannah's book for our book club, but Tyler was listed in there and I thought, huh, like what does he have to talk about? So maybe we'll have to check that out. Well, I, I kind of look at him from a slightly different light now, having read Hannah Brown's book where she discusses him. Yeah. And we can talk about that later. I do. I feel badly. His mom passed away suddenly. He, a lot of stressful things going on. But he is, I still like him. I still no, like him. I we can talk about mean. it later. Yeah, the book was fascinating. So we'll definitely get to him in our book club podcast. Um, Bachelor Babies, Raven and Adam. Remember them from, well, very their own seasons that they were contestants, but they met on Bachelor in Paradise. Bachelor in Paradise seems to be the most successful venue for these couples. Uh, super cute couple. Love them both. Uh, they had a baby boy named Gates Zev. Gates being Raven's maybe yeah i do believe yep. uh he looks absolutely adorable and mama and baby are doing well and they have tons of matching outfits i know the pictures Love are really it. cute i'm like wait Super where cute. are you getting all these i guess that's Super a thing now cute. not when we were having our babies many years ago <laughs> okay so this is an interesting one ashley i who I'm sure you know, Ashley I. Yeah. Um, Ashley I and Jared, who fell in love on Paradise and have become one of Bachelor Nation's favorite couples, have announced their baby name on Amazon Live. Their baby <laughs> has not been born yet. I think the baby's due soon, maybe within the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so the baby's name is Dawson Dimitri. Dawson is after Jack Dawson from Titanic. Dimitri is just a name they both liked. Jack Dawson was Leonardo DiCaprio's character, and I guess it was even discussed while they were still dating. She's loved that name forever, yeah. and she has always planned to name her child that, whether it was a boy or a girl. What do you think of that? I don't know. I, You know, I'm sure they got paid to do that, which is silly. I mean, you think about for years, like you sell your story to People Magazine, who gets first exclusive photos of your baby, but like announcing the name on Amazon Live. It's a little weird. Like, if you were famous, would you find it worth the money or a little too personal? I would think it was a little too personal. I don't know. It depends on much they were paying. Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm not a big fan of that, but I am a big fan of them. So whatever makes well, them happy. And on a rich. slightly different note, though, I know that she has said now. I've read it over and over that Dawson is after Jack Dawson, but I think most people think it's after Dawson's Creek. 
Oh, interesting. Um, now, would Dawson's Creek be the same? Like, I, I she, guess would she, she could have watched, watched it? it? Maybe. I was trying to think about ages. I have no concept of age and time. <laughs> I don't know what happened. but Well, supposedly she said she did watch it, but she liked that name as an aside, you know, from the Titanic. Movie. I mean, who doesn't love Jack Dawson from... I Titanic. just can see this kid his whole life saying, my name is Dawson. No, not after Dawson's Creek. It's yeah. Gonna, he's going to have to answer that. I don't think so because people <laughs> his age that are being born now probably won't have a clue what Dawson's Creek is. Oh, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, exactly. Right. I guess one last thing in kind of the bummer category was about Tasha. So we love Tasha. Tasha was co-hosting The Bachelorette with Caitlin Bristow and she was also on a couple of um, Bachelor podcasts, and she's no longer associated with them. So I know there's a lot of speculation as to why. What's your perspective? I don't know. I wondered if there was some sort of contract negotiation that fell through. I, I don't know. It could be. Maybe. I mean, she probably won't be hosting anymore if Jesse Palmer becomes the host of all of the, you know, He is different... listed as the host. Right. And then now she's not with Zach anymore. So is right. that an issue? But on the other hand, you have Natasha who's hosting clickbait and she's single. So I don't know if there's some issue with well, people breaking supposedly up. supposedly Tia Booth has taken over for uh, Tasha. She's not. She's in a relationship, but not with somebody from Bachelor. Yeah, who knows? If you're with, a, if you're in a relationship with someone we don't know, it doesn't. It count. doesn't count. I know. I don't. Who knows what it is? Anyways, I'm really bummed about it. I don't know if it'll come out, but we love you, Tasha. Come on to our podcast. Haha. She's so beautiful, though. I just love looking at her and all her posts. She's gonna survive. She's gonna land on her feet. But I don't know. I don't know what happened there. All right. So should we dig into the show? Yes. Okay. So we start out getting to relive the drama again. So I thought it was interesting. So Sierra, you know, all the girls pre-rose ceremony were sitting around and talking about what was going on. And Sierra actually told the girls that she let Clayton know about Cassidy's friends with benefits and that she came to the show to make him jealous. So I thought that was interesting. And then Shanae was so curious and arrogant, like, oh, I don't know that side of Cassidy. What are you talking about? Like, okay, girl. Right hilarious yeah and then Cassidy comes back into the room and is like who has the rose bitches while flaunting her rose and I was like who acts like that you know what did you think of that whole scene I thought that she decided long ago that she was going to come on and be a villain and she mapped it all out and she just walked in I think I'm not I'm positive but I think that that line that she said was a copy of something Courtney had said years ago when she was the villain back in oh, the day. Interesting. So I kind of read an article about she picked up a few things from past bachelor villains, bachelorette, bachelor villains, and she was using those lines. And I think that's one of them. But do you think Ryan created a folder for her with all the notes of how to be a villain, how to get more screen time? I think she researched it a little bit. She had a plan. I bet you're sure. right. I mean, that's it's working. She's she was getting a lot of screen time. But yeah, she was not worried, you know, about any of it. She was making fun of Sierra for wasting her time and bragged again about how much he likes her. And then she said, I don't think of myself as smarter than everybody, but I have a rose and he clearly likes me. What's he gonna do? Well guess what? It didn't help her. She acted like she was untouchable with that rose. So she got her, she got her come up and I, I know. guess because... it was nice to see because that doesn't always happen. You know, yes. he's only, he only sees what he sees. If before he pulled her aside, I thought it was interesting that Cassidy was sharing all of her secrets with Shanae. Like, okay, now I have to figure out how to navigate all of this. <laughs> okay, girl. I, I, I couldn't take her much more. Yeah. <laughs> so Clayton pulls her aside and then she interrupted him and said, I already know what you're going to say. What did you think that was? I don't know. I have in huge letters in my notes. What was that? And when can we find out? What in the world did she think he was going to say to her? I, I was don't know. wondering because literally, well, she was, was she in there when Sierra was talking about it? No, I guess she walked in after the fact. So maybe mm -hmm. she didn't hear that because they were all talking about it. So I was thinking, how do you not know? But maybe she wasn't in there at the time. All right, but she I was like so to rude know. and interrupting him, like, oh, 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 you go first. Like, I already know what you're going to say, though. <laughs> okay, you're already like, annoying. How cocky. I, I mean, what could he have said? Hey, you're the one. I'm going to pick you. Just follow along for the next few weeks and 
we'll pretend like there's other women in the running. I mean, I don't know. That's what. actually a good question. I didn't even think about that angle. I assumed that she knew he was upset about something, but I don't know what else it could be, you know? So I don't know. Hopefully. I mean, the problem is I don't want her to go be interviewed anywhere. Cause I don't want to give her the gift. We want of her 15 time. minutes of fame to be over. Exactly. Cause she is not deserving <laughs> at all. Sorry. Yeah. And the other interesting, well, let's, let's talk about what did he say to her? So he, asked her what's going on she was seeing anybody before she came to the she show. says i haven't had any relationships of any kind since summer of 2019 and she looked at him like are you freaking nuts like where are you getting this from like right. so over the top like i can't even believe you would ask me yeah she looked annoyed at him for asking such a question yeah and i appreciated him though like he kept digging a little bit deeper like okay let me reframe the question in a different way right, right? so right. you weren't talking to anyone before you came up here and she looked at him like he was nuts she's like you don't believe me i wrote in big no uh, letters in my notes gaslighter <laughs> you were like the ultimate and then he talked about the facetime and as soon as you know mm -hmm. she knew he had specific details then she admitted it and then said it was a friend of hers that didn't want to be in a relationship he thought it was cool that she was coming on there and was supportive and then was like look if it doesn't work out i still want to be friends or whatever it's like um okay and then she said i had no interest in resuming that relationship because it wasn't going anywhere so i haven't had a relationship since 2019 nothing even seemed like a relationship i had this friend who was cool with me coming here but then he said he'd still be here for me when i got back and then I, it was the relationship wasn't going anywhere so that alone was like, um, okay, lots of lies and double talking in there. Exactly. I mean, Clayton said, at, well, he eventually said, you have to leave. And we talked about this a little bit in the last podcast. I couldn't believe really that that was enough to get her sent home because I feel like these are single women. They all have had a boyfriend here or there. I mean, well, there's no actual rule. You have to have not seen anybody in the 30 days prior to coming on The Bachelor. Like, I didn't know exactly what he was mad about. Well, let me ask you this. There's two things here. One is that she was FaceTiming somebody and she could have just been honest. Like, this is my booty call, whatever. Like, right. not serious. I'm here to actually find love. Instead, she lied and double talked and like it was clear that she was full of it. Like he could right. tell she was full of it. And so my sense is he would have been OK if she would have properly explained it. But it was the lying and the lack of ability to trust her, I think, is what got her sent home. That's I my agree. opinion. I agree. And he says like her dishonesty just made it a deal breaker. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was interesting when he went upstairs. To, so he like took some time to cool off, went upstairs to talk to her. She thanks him for coming up and then says there's a guy she slept with a few times over the past few months who knows I'm here. But well, then it was like, but from the minute I met you, I was blah, 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 blah. So like had she said that in the first place, maybe things would have turned out differently. Selfishly, I'm glad not. But the funny part to me was like, he started going, you know, I really thought we had a genuine connection. And then she like goes in to kiss him on the cheek. I'm like, whoa, girl, like right. calm down. Well, and her answers funny. there, what you were just um, talking about was so oddly worded. It was like, she said, there's no one as excited about you as I am. Yeah. Like, like how do like, you know that? Like, basically, <laughs> if you don't go, you know, keep with me, stay with me you're screwed because no one else likes you. Like that's I a like gaslighter. You. Oh, you know what awful. I mean? Yes. Yes. She was really awful. And I appreciate it. He said, I came to talk to you just to find out about the story. You know, right, right. she just interrupted him. I don't know. She said she didn't see it coming. I thought it was interesting, but I'm really happy that <laughs> she's gone. <laughs> and that's enough about her. <laughs> well, one oh. thing we have to talk about, she did say in all of her spiel, I felt like she was full of crap and she had planned this all out. It just came, it bit her too quickly and it came, got her. She wasn't prepared to leave this early. She had her whole villain plot laid yeah. out and this came too quick. But she did say one thing I could completely relate to. And that's when she was crying and she said, I haven't even packed. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. Like she really was not ready to go. She, he, well, she had a rose. I mean, right. you, he I mean, put a, big 
kink in her plans. Well, I'm glad. And she asked one of the girls what her exit interview was going to be. When they, when that the was Kate, girls right? were talking about that. I don't know. I thought maybe it was Hunter, but whoever maybe. said that at first, my first thought was, well, I'm sure they are sitting around. They all know 29 of them are going to have to have exit interviews. And it would be a normal thing to say, oh, what are you going to say when you leave? I don't think there's anything really wrong with that. But coming from her, you know she didn't just ask that question in a nice, friendly way. Like, oh, what are you going to say? She said, like, hey, what's your exit interview? Because you're walking you're out the door soon. Right? right, exactly. You're leaving before me. And, I, you know, I don't need an exit interview because I'm going to get the final rose at the end of it. Oh, she was a bitch. Oh, God, so <laughs> done with her. So yes. I'm glad she's gone. Unfortunately, we didn't get rid of Shanae yet, but we can get to that in a little while. Um, so the rose ceremony, finally. You know, Sierra worried about being tainted because she was the bearer of bad news, which sometimes works to people's advantage to, you know, bring those things up. And sometimes it goes, those people never tend to make it to the end for some reason. Right. Um, but sometimes they're good people and sometimes they're not. And I feel like maybe this is the second episode in a row that we've said she's the good person for doing that. And thank goodness, because where would we be? But she has clearly watched The Bachelor before and yeah. knows that the person in that situation is never looked upon too kindly. So she's sort of an uphill battle. Yeah. I really like her. I'm super glad that she said that to Clayton even if it might be her demise. Yeah. So it looks like three people went home. Yes. NC, Kate, and Tessa. Tessa. What did you think of all of this? Well, I mean, I, I have actually grown to really like a lot of these women. And one of them was Kate. I was really surprised that he sent her home. She was beautiful. Oh. Seemed super sweet. I get, you know, maybe they just had no connection. I think there's was a lot we probably didn't see. I don't recall. Well, it's hard. A lot of them right. didn't get time. Like this drama right. was so overpowering mm -hmm. and a lot of people didn't get time. So it's hard to get to know someone. I was with you. I was really bummed about Kate and NC too. Right. I didn't know her enough, but I just had a feeling. I'm like, oh, I kind of like her and would like to know more. And she's stunning. And yes. I think you said it best. She has the best dresses of anybody. <laughs> well, I remember the... Um date last week or two weeks ago with the little kids and planning the birthday party she was all into it and excited and yeah she was she was a good sport about it i don't know she seemed lovely i liked her but kate really seemed like she was getting a good edit she was a narrator you know they had her narrating oh things. you're right so i was really surprised to say goodbye to her she was the holy shirts and pants y'all and then, of course, during the whole rose ceremony, you know, everybody's sort of in their side interviews, like really hoping Shanae, you know, right. goes home. And of course, she's last called. I even wrote in my notes, like, damn it, really large font. Um, but she acts like an 11 year old, like, bye, everyone. Sorry, not sorry. You know, asking what her next move is going to be, thinking about what her next plan is going to be. She doesn't want the target, but what's she supposed to do? Let someone win. We're in a competition. I'm here to win. That was the thing. And she talked about that the whole time. Like you kept hearing her talk about it as a game, as a competition, all about winning has nothing to do with him. It was just about being right. the last person. So like play this out. Let's say she gets to the end. You know, she fakes it all, you know, tries to be in love with him or pretend that she's in love with him. I don't know if she really had feelings for him. I don't think she cared about any of it. What happens? Like she makes it to the end. Then what? Well, I actually wrote this down because I have that same question in my head. That's funny. You should mention it. Say she wins. And then they're sitting at home watching this show together. Oh my God. She's so busted. How could he possibly watch it and not hate her? And that would be the end of it. I know. So I agree with you. She's not looking for a husband or relationship. She's just looking to win this competition because there's no way this the two of them could make it in the real world. No, I unfollowed both her and Cassie on Instagram. You know, I try and keep up with all the contestants, but I just, I can't support them. I don't want to give them any extra attention. Maybe they're lovely people, but there's just no part of that that we're seeing. And it's a bummer. Like as a parent, I'm like, what if my kid was acting like that? I mean, I would be mortified. mortified. Okay, mortified. so it's interesting you should mention that, that you stopped following them because Cassidy spoiled herself she did i don't was it on tiktok or instagram or both places i don't know i think it was on instagram but for sure we knew she was being kicked off we knew that was going to happen and yeah. it was all over the it was all over social media was. And she everywhere. was complaining like you know 
F Clayton, like she was right. mad that she got sent home when other people were staying. I mean, it was ridiculous. I don't know, remember all the well, details, but I was wondering if we'll see her again. Will she not. show up on Paradise? But I think that, I mean, ABC had to be annoyed at her for doing that. You would think so. I mean, who knows if she gets fined, if there's sort of some sort of contract breach or whatever. She took the content down pretty quickly. So obviously oh. it was flagged, but enough people had seen it, you know, recorded it, shared it, whatnot. Um, yeah, I'm sure ABC was less than thrilled, but she was so bitter that it was just like. I was wondering if she wouldn't be asked to paradise because they're mad at her. I yeah, don't I don't know. know. I really hope she's not on Paradise. Like, I don't think people, there's villains that are fun to watch. There are people who get bad edits. Like, there's all kinds of things. And, like, they can come on Paradise and redeem themselves. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to see them. But then you're happy you are. I just don't, I don't want to reward this behavior. I don't want them to to earn a spot on Paradise. These are coveted spots. You know what well, I mean? I don't like her either. But I'd rather see her than Shanae, which we will get to really yeah maybe do not like tonight all right so then we get to the first group, group date, date which i thought was absolutely phenomenal um so there's three dates this week two group dates and then the one one-on-one -on -one. so when jesse dropped off the, the date card for this first group date Susie opened it so it's serene Susie, eliza mara mara like marinara marlena hunter genevieve and jill um and i think it's i see you i think mm -hmm. that's what it was mm -hmm. i see you love clayton and so they walked into the theater and there's caitlin bristow waiting for them were you surprised to see caitlin i was i mean listen i i think she's such a star of the franchise so i know they want to include her in some way shape or form as much as i can do I think this was the right date? Like this is, they're sitting in a circle and talking about vulnerability and, you know, kind of a therapy session. Would it have been better with an actual therapist? Maybe, maybe not, right? Like, I don't know if they needed someone because there's not advice. What did well, you think that? she didn't do very much. No. And I know she is sort of a star of the genre, but they didn't publicize it at all, which I thought was interesting. I thought they would have promoted a little bit like oh we oh there's caitlin i want to tune in i like her they did a little bit did they yeah a little, a little very little very bit. little i bit. saw something yeah. so she has almost no job she yeah. asked uh, one question which we can talk about in a minute yeah but then i never really heard her ask any other question so the main thing that she did besides the one question is she like pumped up clayton she said he's one of the most she said this is what she said clayton is one of the most genuine sincere men who's ever truly been on the show which actually makes no sense but that's what she said so i just thought it was interesting they're constantly jamming it down our throats how great he is how great he is like finally though we actually sort of see a glimpse of greatness but yeah i thought oh my gosh another person telling us so i decided that she had to have that position because who else could talk about him jesse met him for a minute oh that's true no she's got the him. credibility to be able to say that but Hearing him on these interviews, you know, outside mm -hmm. of the show and, and seeing him in this sort of therapy circle experience, which we can talk about, he does seem really genuine. Like he actually really does. I think yes. his openness, I also think, and I, we may have talked about this before, is being on Michelle's season and all of this type of deep, vulnerable uh, discussions and events. Like I actually think he gained a lot from that. And he also talked about mm -hmm. a lot of his insecurities. And I think when someone has that, they tend to be a different type of person. Some people come out cocky and fake, but I think he actually is okay owning all of those parts of him that he's not proud of. And that's kind of what the theory behind this group date was. Right. Right. So I don't know. I do think he's I agree. genuine. So let's talk. I know we're sort of talking around it, but let's talk about it. So Caitlin yeah. says, I'm here to make sure Clayton knows as much as he can about each and every one of you. And then she starts the first exercise. If there are parts of yourself you're not proud of, stand up. And everyone stands up except for Caitlin, which I thought was <laughs> interesting. But, I don't think um, she was supposed to, but yeah. Yeah, I'm that's sure what I was wondering. So Clayton starts talking. Talks First, he talks about putting walls up. And then Genevieve talks about past relationships that she would self-sabotage if they weren't going right. Yeah. And then Hunter talks. What did, oh, you, what did you think of what Hunter was, had to say? Just really quickly, I love that Clayton started because mm -hmm. he set the tone. Yes. I think the 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 depth of his vulnerability, talking about his, his insecurities, because you don't, and Susie said this too, like 
you don't hear guys open up that, you know, when I was around my friends, I was embarrassed to have my shirt off. I was always grabbing my stomach. I was embarrassed of, you know, you always think about girls with body image issues and you know that men have them too, but you don't hear about them. And so I think the fact that he opened up um, about all of that really set a nice tone. Well, he opened up and he just talked about putting walls up in that part that you're talking about. He waited until several girls had talked, but oh. you're right. He like, um, Genevieve said later, you weren't just listening to us, you were participating. And he really did start participating. He really did. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying that. That was later. But first Hunter talked and she um, said that she was in this past relationship that sounded oh. emotionally abusive, uh, where her ex compared her to other girls and she um, went to the gym to try to, she was striving for an impossible body that he wanted her to have. She colored her hair, a color he wanted. She got blue contacts and he ended up cheating on her anyway. She felt like whatever, what, what was wrong with her? What had she done wrong? And Clayton said later that it really infuriated him. Yeah, that was the most heartbreaking. Like I had tears in my eyes watching that. I mean, you think about, you know, your deepest insecurities, right? And so many of us are hard on ourselves and like some people can be you know, mean, or they'll point things out, but to have somebody that you love and trust and, you know, you're in this relationship with having them do that to those depths. It's basically like, I don't want you for you. I want you to be somebody different. And she, you know, stayed with him for a while. It sounds right, like, and right. tried everything she could. And that wrecks you. That wrecks you. It was interesting. I can't remember what I was watching. It was some video and it basically had a mom talking to their child and took a piece of notebook paper and, and, you know, sort of, you know, give me an insult. And then they would crumple like an end of it. Give me another insult. And they would crumple another end of it. So all these insults were coming at you. Mm -hmm. And finally, so many insults, they break you down. And so they crumbled up the whole piece of paper uh, into a little ball. And then they opened it back up again and said, you know, maybe you apologize. Is it fixed? And you can see that this piece of paper had all these bends and crumples in it that are never going to go away. And you think about how that impacts someone, right? So for her, it's always going to be a part of her. It's always going to be a deep down insecurity, right? Mm -hmm. And she is beautiful and wonderful. Like, I just was so moved by that whole thing. I hope we get to know her a little better. That is really the only impression I have of her. I'm not sure we had have seen much of her beyond this. No, just she had came in with a snake. That's about all I remember of her. But that was wow, a really, really moving. Yeah. Um, then Serene talked about how hard it was to listen to Hunter, how hard that was to hear. She talked about how she was always really small. And there were people talked about her and her um, possible eating issues or eating disorder, I guess. So she would always overeat around others. Can't even imagine that. Eliza talked about her own insecurities and said all women have some sort of insecurities like this. It's this pressure that society places on us. Mara talked about being bullied by her siblings. That was crazy. It was sort of a Cinderella story. She said, you know, mm -hmm. I have all of these stepsisters and she was bullied at school and then she would came, come home and get bullied. I mean, you look at someone like that, right. Who just seems like this beautiful, strong woman, but it's like, goes to show like everybody has a story. Everybody has something going on and you I just know, don't really, know. You, I would not have thought any of these women would have had a care in their lives. I know, right. You look at them and you're like, they're so beautiful. They right. must've had it so easy, you know? So was, I was proud of them for opening up like this, which is not easy to do a, in this type of environment, be in front of a guy that you're trying to impress. And lastly, like in front of all of America and everybody who's <laughs> oh, watching. Oh yeah, as an aside, I was, millions of people watching. Totally, I was thinking about like, I know there was a reason that Cassidy and Shanae, well, Cassidy was gone anyways, but we're not chosen for the state. Right. You know what I mean? I wondered, yes, they felt like someone was sitting around saying, who will be honest and sincere? I mean, I don't think this is a reflection on the all the women who weren't on the state. But the, they really did a good job of picking women who were open and yeah, I thought so too. I think most of the other women probably would have been great too. Yes. I was trying Except to Shanae. think, right? Well, I was wondering, like, would this have been a turning point for Shanae to not be such an ass? You know what I mean? Like, would she have opened up about something, or would it just have been a 
destructive disaster. I don't know if the other woman would have opened up with her around. Yeah. Who knows what it would have been like. Yeah. But this is when Clayton jumps in and talks about his own struggles. Right. And you're right. And Susie was absolutely right. You do not hear about men discussing eating disorders very often. Yeah. So I thought that was great. Um, it was such a bonding experience. I thought this was such a phenomenal date. I'm like more of these. So I was feeling good. I'm like, all right, Cassidy's gone. Feeling good. We have a great date. The next one-on-one -on -one was awesome. Um, but let's get to the the night, the after party. So I know Serene talked first. She said Clayton made her feel so comfortable, but she said her family doesn't get emotional or talk about their feelings. And so it was harder for her to, for her to find the words. So it's good for people like right. that. We saw a lot of that in Michelle's season. Like, right. Hey, my family doesn't talk about feelings. We're not emotional. And it really helps these people grow and evolve. I thought that was kind of cool. It's amazing that anyone could learn anything on national television. I know, it's but really yeah, it does seem like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then Susie talked, she said, met with him and yeah. she said, your discussion about your body is very real for me. And then they kissed. Of course. <laughs> in several, wait, what? In several locations. I'm shocked. <laughs> several oh my locations. God, wait, that was so funny. There was one <laughs> point where I think when they were like up against that column, yes, like his yes. hand slipped or something, like he couldn't get Speaking of his hand, okay, this is sort of, why in every one of these one-on-one -on -one conversations does he put his hand on their thigh? Have he does do that. I did notice it. I'm guessing that's his way of like, I'm here, I'm listening. It's like an intimate moment for him. Or he doesn't know what else to do with his hand. He's so distracting to me. But, I know. I mean, you wouldn't like that? Well, they don't really know him very well. Maybe they feel like they I mean, not. they're making out with him every time they're with That's him. True. So like, you That's know what, true. if his hand's on your knee, but whatever. All right. I guess I wouldn't be fine with it. Um, oh, Susie does say in her little ITM, which I learned is in the moment, yeah. she says he's a really good kisser. Oh, good. Just thought you might I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> okay. Then Eliza. Remember that? They had that this was an in front of the one. mirror, how they thought they were such a great looking couple. I don't know. All right. So I thought this, I wrote that down. I'm like, they're standing in front of a mirror. This is really weird. Like how good they look together. Um, okay. And he says, Eliza is one of the most beautiful women he's ever seen, which is probably true. And we'll get back to the other women. But then she got the group date, Rose. I'm like, all right, what was the editing that we missed here? I mean, she is wonderful. I'm a fan of her. But what made her stand out to him that night? Other than we look good together in the mirror. What is I that? don't know. It was interesting uh, juxtaposition that with what we just had with everyone talking about these important issues that had shaped them or, you know, whatever. And there was discussion of eating disorder. And then to have... This whole conversation in front of a mirror where they were just talking about how good looking they were. <laughs> That's actually really <laughs> true. I didn't even bizarre. think about that <laughs> after that whole day of, yeah. But maybe, you know, they've come through their insecurities and they look amazing. So oh, they're proud of themselves. And he rewarded her for Exactly. Being anyway, there were, you know, uh, he met with each and every one of them. It was a really, that was a great date. Though. I thought I so thought too. I thought the one, um, the one that we didn't talk about that stood out to me was Marlena. Um, you know, she yes. said, after seeing you today, I want this. I going back to kind of Michelle season and what we were talking about a few minutes ago is I think that it, all of Michelle's focus on race and sort of being the black girl and the last one asked to the dance and sort of having these insecurities in the world that she lived in. And the fact that she was so open and talked about it, I actually think helps him have yes. a different and deeper perspective that then came through in his conversations with Marlena. Like, I think she's like, wow, you actually get me more than I expected you to. Yes. That that's was how my I take read on that. that. And interestingly, because of that circular exercise that they did with Kate, um, she says being a woman of color, I had to be 10 times better just to be seen and heard. And then she says, I thought going into this, I'd never talk to you about race at all. Mm -hmm. So I think in any other setting, she wouldn't have even mentioned it. Yeah. I bet you're interesting. right. Yeah. And she didn't even, she hadn't seen any of his interactions with Michelle, right. which I think right. she, she was probably pretty blown away when she saw that, which I thought was such, they just did such a great job that season, bringing it all to the surface and making True. it all real for all of us. Um, all right. So the next uh, date card arrives and it's for Sarah. Falling in love is full of surprises. I love that Melina's like, what's the outfit? <laughs> She's so funny. She has great energy. I told you I follow her too on Instagram and she looks so fancy and like in her workout stuff and her equestrian 
you know, activities. She's got a horse and she's always dressed to the nines looking like Kim Kardashian. But watching <laughs> her on the show, I'm like, I want to have a beer with you or a glass of champagne with you or whatever. She's cool. I know. I've oh, definitely, man. I mean, I haven't seen a ton of her, but what I've seen, I really like her versus the first, you know, our first impression, what we, you know, her bio beforehand yeah. and then seeing her, remember she was on those bouncy exercise boots. Yeah, That's intense. all we, but now I really like her. Me too. I she's think she's great. super fun just seeing her. We'll talk I about the didn't beach didn't think I was going to like her, but yeah, I do. Same. I agree. Yeah. So Sarah and Clayton go to a park and who shows up at the park, but Becca Cuffram. Of course. A past bachelorette. I love this her. is our second past bachelorette of this episode. <laughs> um, she shows up and she says that they're going on a scavenger hunt, which is actually hilarious because they really didn't go on a scavenger hunt. But um, they're going to scavenger hunt around LA in your skivvies. I know. Wait, can we first talk <laughs> sure. about Clayton's outfit? Oh, okay. Pink gosh. on pink. Like, what are you doing? Who's dressing him? I, I don't know. know. It's kind of sad. I, I'm assuming he's not dressing himself. He's very funny about it on social media, though. Like, pretty self-deprecating. Like, why is people... everybody freaking out about my hoodie under the jacket, but nobody's talking about my pink outfit? <laughs> you asked me last week. You said, what did you think of his outfit? And you were talking about something else. I go, oh, the hoodie and the jacket. I know, Remember? It's like a thing. And he did it again this week. Yeah. But not that. at that moment, he was just wearing pink on pink and yeah right no he had a hoodie on though it was a hoodie yeah it was a hoodie if it, were, if it was colder he would have had a jacket over it and there we go yeah not not a not a great look but right. yeah by the way when that date card arrived we forgot to talk about it so the girls were like oh, yeah. so excited for her like oh you know i'm sad but i'm right. so happy for you and shanae was like it's so frustrating and weird that people are nice to each other when someone gets a date card like she keeps talking about the competition. She's just not used to people being nice. Now, maybe they're being a little, she's probably, she's probably right in some respects. Some of them are being fake nice because they know they're on TV and they want to win. They want to, they do, but like, but they also nice. like each other. They seem like nice people who like each other. Like if you and I were somewhere and you got something that I didn't get, would I be mad? Sure. But I'd also be happy for you because we're friends and I like you and good things happen to good people. Thank you. So you know what I mean? I, just I think might be happy for you too. Maybe. Clearly Shanae is not familiar with that emotion. Yeah. She probably doesn't have any, I shouldn't say that. She might have a ton. Uh, does she have any girlfriends? You know what I'm I mean? No. Like because like no, girls should be supporting each other versus like in junior high when they're all competing. I don't right. know. Anyway, right. sorry, too I much agree. time on that. I just wanted to. Mention I wholeheartedly it. agree. It so was weird. Going back to the date where they had to do the scavenger hunt in their underwear. I love that Sarah's like, what if you aren't wearing any underwear? I'm like, <laughs> okay, girl. Do you think they supplied them with the matching uh, underwear? A hundred percent. Because yeah. her underwear. Like, if you recall, she was wearing sort of a, like, a little sundress. Yeah, like a romper thing. But with, yeah. like, little spaghetti straps. And oh, then... I didn't even notice that. <laughs> put her in what's, like, basically exercise clothes. Yeah, it's like a sports bra. Almost. We would have seen that sports bra under yeah. the spaghetti strap. So, yeah, they gave them those clothes. Oh and God. they were like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe we're going to be running around. I think people run around L.A. wearing stuff like that all the time. They probably do, but, like, <laughs> I have to be honest. Well... I mean, we would never do that. No. Uh, talk about insecurities. Like, I, I mean, one, just standing there in a bathing suit would be humiliating. I mean, granted, I'm a lot older and definitely not as fit as her. But like running around, like you're literally running. I'm like, jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. Like, don't mind me. How, I mean, how do you not have any of that when you're running around? Well, she didn't. She didn't. Um, I, yes. I'm not saying I would have enjoyed it, but. She was fine. She was fine. So I guess that explains why there were dressing rooms. Because I'm like, why would they have dressing rooms if all they're doing is stripping down to their underwear? But I guess with the bachelor supplied underwear outfits, <laughs> you're absolutely it makes a right. Lot more sense. I would die though. This would be horrible. She's so cute. You know, she's only 23, by the way. She is. She says um, she could date your son. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Not if she's running around town in her underwear. She you says, might like that. She says, "I've only ever." been in my underwear and with a guy in private well this, i would hope so <laughs> that's what i was thinking this will be a preview for fantasy suites which i'm thinking they're pretty private too. yeah we don't see that but okay <laughs> i mean yeah you do you that's fine yes okay so that was that was great yeah and so they're running around and i thought a scavenger hunt is you get clues and you look for things and they were 
they did cute stuff. They, they were yeah. break well, a pinata. Yeah, with the question, like, what is your go-to? This reminded me of the oh, Rodney yeah. date from last time. Right. So it was, what are your go-to dance moves? And they're both dancing in their underwear. <laughs> like, good for you. Yeah, Clayton looked kind of dorky, but I know. But yeah, it's I a mean, good sport. how can you really look good doing that exactly. unless you're like Mr. Smooth Move? So I appreciate the vulnerability. And then the biggest fear in hers is finding her person. I'm like, really? <laughs> I mean, I guess that's a I think she's just fear. that's just bachelor that. speak. She's just spewing out. <laughs> and they Clayton doesn't we don't hear his answer, so Lord knows what he said. Um Right. And then they have to sing. Remember that? <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah. So this whole thing was all about saying yes to things that you normally oh, yeah. wouldn't. Right. So say yes to singing your feelings for each other. So not only did they just have to sing something random, but they literally had to make up the words as they went. By the way, I don't know if you noticed this, but he looked like he used a manscaper. Like he's, he looked like he was like really hairy by nature and then just sort of like <laughs> and then there were, I don't know if he was expecting this date or not. Like it looked like it was partially growing back. Oh, I, the chest hair. Sorry. I don't kind know of if my TV is that um, clear that I could have noticed I, that. I did not see that. I mean, he looked great. He just needed, maybe like he needed another trim. So. <laughs> That's so funny. I did not realize that. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to rewind. Or watch not. That. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. So, but so there were microphones. And, yeah. There oh. were actual microphones. He was bad. I felt bad for him, but very proud of him because I probably would have sounded equally as bad if that were me. That's true. I couldn't have. I, yeah, no, that would have been really hard. And then you see Becca looking like, oh my God, so cringy. I know. And then he looks over and she's like smiles Cheering and waves. That was funny. <laughs> Clayton says that today was challenging for me. He doesn't really like showing off his body, perhaps because people like us are criticizing. I know. And every... I'm not criticizing. Listen, no, you look right. amazing. Like, if you're going to nitpick, that's the nitpick. But by the way, like, for her singing, I loved that he gave her a beat so she could rap. Right. She, I thought did. That was, she really, was pretty good. She was he really helped good. Her. He, he helped, helped her. her. Well, he's Play-Doh, so I'm surprised he didn't rap, too. I mean, he could beatbox for her, but he should have tried I to know. rap. Maybe I don't he know why do he didn't. Acapella or whatever you call it, freestyle. He tells Sarah he couldn't have done it with anyone else, which was very sweet. I know, but is that true? No. I mean, he would have done it just <laughs> fine it with, with anybody who showed up. I'm sorry, but that was a little much. Right. All right. So then we go to the nighttime part of Sarah's date, which was at the Immersive Van Gogh exhibit. I love that they did that, so by the way. So beautiful. Yeah. Sarah says, today made us find that comfort in each other. I think that's probably true. Yeah, they I agree. How could you not? I mean, right. you're running around town in your underpants. She feels safe and appreciated and seen with him. Clayton likes that Sarah will do whatever it takes to make me feel comfortable. Yeah. Okay. And then Sarah talks about, oh, and then as they were eating, she was talking about um, being adopted, which was really interesting. Yes. And looking different than her family. She grew up ashamed by it. That made me really sad. Me too. You know, I hadn't thought about it that way, right? She she was ashamed of being adopted. She felt like the second choice. You know, her adoptive parents gave her the world, but it took her a while to feel that love and recognize it. And she was adopted like as a baby. Right. So it's not that she came into a new situation. This is how she was raised. So I was really heartbroken hearing that because you don't really think about that perspective. Of no, it. it definitely was something I had never thought about. I was, you know, looking at it as a parent. I'm like, oh, these wonderful people. They adopted her, gave her such a great life. Yeah. And it was sad to think that she was ashamed or whatever. Yeah, feeling abandoned or whatever yeah. that was. It's oh, really so heartbreaking. Sad. You know, everybody's got their reasons. But, you know, fortunately, it sounds like she was getting through it. But it's really sad. It was really sad. Um, she says you were support. Uh, Clayton was happy of her support of him. He, he gave her the rose. And yeah. they kissed. And what? <laughs> Yes, it was kind of, kind of astonishing. Yeah. Uh, he said uh, she exceeded all expectations today. And then they danced to this music. Oh, the string quartet pretty, I thought was beautiful, pretty. too. I thought that whole thing was just a lovely layout. You said, you know, you look at me and I don't I don't see judgment or something like that. She appreciates that. and feels like he deserves to find love and find his person. And she said, you're special to me already. And it's weird and it's cool. Like, I think... She felt things she wasn't expecting to. She said it was the yeah. most romantic moment in her life. I could see that. Well, she's only 23. Exactly. Yes. And she's, but then she said, I feel special because he's choosing me, which I was thinking, 
you and, and a, a bunch, bunch of other ways. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. I know. Yes. But in the moment, yes. you know, listen, yes. that's yes. the thing. You feel like you're the only yes. one in the world. And so True. that's what makes it hard. Like going on these dates and then going back to the house and seeing him going out with other people. I mean, this is like the right. age old 20 years bachelor. Right. But it, that has to be hard. You think you have the special connection and you're like, okay, well, so does everybody. <laughs> Mine was just the special connection of Wednesday. Exactly. Right. All right. So let's get to shrimp, shrimp gate. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So they're back at the house while Sarah was on the date. So she yeah. missed all this. Elizabeth decides to make garlic butter shrimp for quote unquote everyone. Yeah. But it, as we know, it was only 15. Sinead takes eight of these. They have a counter. counter. <laughs> was so great. Um, and Elizabeth says there's two things she can't keep out of Sinead's mouth. My name and shrimp. God, I mean, that's so true. That was funny. It's so true. But she walked in and said, where is it at? where's the shrimp? My mouth just watered. I'm like, first of all, you're so weird. <laughs> like she's very dry when she talks. And then I thought she was like a bad movie character parody. I'm like, is oh, this it was ridiculous. Real? Yeah. Yeah. She, so she took eight shrimp. You're right. She basically took them all. Elizabeth's like, this isn't a roadside buffet. Right. I, what, I don't know what a portion is in Ohio or something. Right. Yeah. Whatever she said. It was so Let funny. me just say, I have three boys and those 15 shrimp would not be enough for each of them. Agreed. So Agreed. I didn't really, when she was taking eight, it didn't hit me that, but when you only had 15 and she thought she was making it for every, like, how could you have thought that was going to feed Maybe everyone? just like a little snack for everybody. Well, it's funny because then she, because I originally was like, maybe they didn't, maybe they just had one little bag of shrimp in the house. But then Shanae walked back in and said, I'm going to make shrimp too. Oh, I wondered if she made it because she suddenly realized that it was bad form that she ate all of the first batch. So she wanted to have enough for other people. But then she made it and she walked around with it and no one would give her the time of day. So my, maybe she made it because she felt bad, but I actually was thinking she made it because Elizabeth was coming off as the good person and she couldn't let Elizabeth oh, be the yes. one, you know, that was doing good things for the house. She had to show that she was doing good things for the house too. I think you're right. I, yes. That's my guess. But yeah, she complained that nobody paid attention. I mean, she is so exhausting. Nobody well, paid attention to me. I'm like, you can't be an asshole. And they expect hate her. everybody to like you. Like, they you make her. shrimp and suddenly they like you? I don't know. I just can't with her. Anyway, oh, we'll, get, we'll get to more of her. She gets more airtime from oh. us and from everybody else than she deserves. I so she I guess she's succeeding. Me too. Ugh, so gross. All right. So next date card. Yes. The next date card comes and it is says, loves a beach. It's for Gabby, Rachel, Kira, Melina, Lindsay, Sierra, Teddy, Elizabeth and Shanae. Well, what a shock. The two of them are forced to be together. Um, and immediately Shanae complains about being on a date with Elizabeth. Ugh. It's such a bizarre obsession with her. I don't understand it. Like everyone's cheering for the beach and she's just mad. Like I just right. don't understand why she singled out Elizabeth. Is this going back to when Elizabeth sat with Clayton at that one date when Shanae was supposed to sit next to him, like that one in the classroom? She just decided you're the person I'm going to target trash. Yeah. And for no reason that we actually are aware of. Ugh. The whole, um, this whole date would have been so much better without her. So they're at the beach. I loved this, the idea behind this date. <laughs> I thought it was so great. So they're playing football, which of course, you know, is Clayton's jam. So right. that was cute. And then up in the ATV comes Nicole Eggert from Baywatch. Do you think any of them knew who she was? They seem to, but I don't know <laughs> if maybe one spread it to everybody. I don't know. Like, did people that age watch old reruns of Baywatch? Did they grow? I mean, I don't remember. Are, they, is it, are they on still? No idea. Probably not. I and actually looked, were they when they were younger. I looked it up. The show ended in 2001. Yeah. So, so no, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. So Nicole Eggert's talking about being a lifeguard is a lot like being in a relationship. You have to be assertive and passionate and a good communicator. And so I think they all just wanted to have fun with no drama. Like you could see the smiles on the girls' faces and what a blast they were having. They all came out in those red one-piece bathing suits and they looked cute. gorgeous. I thought that was really cute. So then they had a couple of events, right? Learn how to protect yourself with sunscreen. I thought Melina was cute. She took Clayton and then, of course, Shanae kept talking about winning. And then she was like, I don't want your nipples to burn. So she came up and put sunscreen on his nipples. So wait, who put on the sunscreen? Shanae. Shanae? Mm -hmm. Put him on his nipples. But who put on sunscreen on Clayton? Oh, Melina took Melina Clayton. Melina, because yeah. he clearly had a sunburn. 
He did. She did, she did a terrible she job. She did a terrible job. <laughs> You're right. He did have a sunburn. Though. The next section was CPR. I thought they were hysterical. Like some funny. were trying to look sexy. Some were trying to look goofy. And somebody was like, you can't trust them to save any lives, but it would be great to get a little CPR. That was Clayton that said that. That's pretty funny. They just, you saw a different side of the girls being really goofy, you know, other than, right. you know, womp, womp, Debbie Downer. But everybody else <laughs> seemed to be enjoying themselves. Um, and then the last section here was mastering the slow-mo run that's not even a thing you just it's baywatch well i understand <laughs> but point. don't you think on baywatch whoever nicole egger whatever she ran and then they just made it be in slow of course motion. they did but like this is part of the fun of enjoying the yes that the was baywatch, very cute they you know, did a cute theme. job with that i thought that was really funny except for Shanae. Well, she was trying to look sexy and then she jumped and like fully made out with him. I was like, what are you doing? I mean, she knew exactly what she was doing. Right. It was gross. It and went on tacky. Forever. I know. I'm like, okay. I know she didn't stop, but also he didn't stop her, Ugh. which I was surprised. I thought maybe he would sort of be like, okay. And then she Enough. was like, I don't know if Elizabeth saw, but I hope she did. She's like, okay, I'm back. I'm back on top now. Oh, oh. She needs a therapist. I can't. And thank <laughs> God that Gabby won the time with him. Yes. Um, you know, and later the the rose. But you I know, I actually thought it was going to be Shanae. For I was. I did too. I was worried, and she even said that too. She's like, I don't know how I didn't win. I was amazing today. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> yes. And then Clayton and Gabby were kissing, and Shanae was watching and getting really mad. And I thought, great, finally. Yeah, of course she was. Oh, she's just really repulsive Ugh, beyond yeah all right so then we go to the cocktail party that night yep and they're so happy they all get along so great like it's right. nice to see them all other than shanae like if she wasn't on i wish she was just gone because the girls have an awesome dynamic and i feel like we're getting to know them a little bit better and the show is so much more enjoyable without all this drama like sometimes right. i know the producers think the drama's fun but it's so distracting and annoying i want to actually enjoy watching right. the rest of the girls and the making girls have, connections and with right. each other too they have such a nice camaraderie and individually they really truly all seem to be genuine lovely sincere people i agree i really like a lot of them i do too i do too and so yeah that's why i think for me that's why it's so frustrating <laughs> just make her go away <laughs> make her go away but it was fun to see melina in her element as i said before like she looks so intense and fancy but like i would love to hang out with her so it was fun to see her again people were talking about their ptsd from the last date i mean everyone is sick of the drama right it's so sad elizabeth looked gorgeous by the way oh she is gorgeous shanae so they all get their little time with clayton and shanae Sinead immediately starts complaining about Elizabeth in her oh. time. She says, I like what I see in you, which is kind of an obnoxious comment. So I think stupid. just everything she says runs me the wrong way. But then she says, I have Elizabeth on my back. I feel bullied in the house. I thought we had moved past this. I'm not a liar. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, I'm not a liar. I don't want someone to be a liar and a bully and toxic to ruin my chances. I just want to be open and honest with you. I was listening to that. Like, how many things are a lie right, in lie, that lie, one lie, lie, lie. Yep, I agree. And but he seems to buy it and all's great with them and then later she tells the camera, "He believed me. I have him." She said, she, you know, she said, "He believes me." Well, that's the craziest part of it all. It's like they're showing them making out and then her in her interview right. basically saying exactly that like, "He believed me. Oh my god, I have him. Trust me, I know I have him. I needed that." And then she was like, "I was good." Holy F, I was good. I didn't mean to cry, but I cried. I've never felt so confident and happier. F Elizabeth. Right. And, and then she like, laughed that maniacal laugh. I mean, wow. she's just, I mean, can't even. That was over the top. <laughs> like, I mean, this is where I just, again, going back, like if she wins the show, can you imagine that scene alone? Like everything else is horrible, but that scene on its own is horrified. I, I would love to have been with Clayton when he watched that. It had to make him sick. I mean, it's horrifying. So that was horrible. But a couple of the other, um, interviews I thought were good. So he talked to Rachel. It was interesting to me with Rachel saying, are you playing hard to get? Like she was waiting for some validation and she was saying that other people feel like they're getting validated. I actually appreciated his response to this, which was don't yes. listen to everyone. When he was in her position, he realized people were just talking themselves up. 
Yeah, that was, I, we never hear that kind of talk Agreed. in The Bachelor. That was very interesting. I thought so, too. Um, he really uh, th said there's something special between us. He said, it makes me feel, she said, it makes me feel like I'm the only girl here. He he has some charisma, apparently. He does. Well, you could see it. It's Ivan, yeah. apparently. I feel like you can see it. And then, of course, they kiss. Shocking. <laughs> and then it goes Gabby. without saying. And so, Gabby. So the thing I thought was interesting about the Gabby part, like she was like, you had a, he said, we, you know, we had a fun day and he said, you made it more fun because of your quirkiness. And I thought, I even wrote this down. Like, I'm not sure a girl wants to hear that. She did admit that was her personality. She mm -hmm. is quirky, mm -hmm. but how would you feel? I don't know. Maybe, well, maybe he she says, thrives on that. He says she's goofy and sexy though. He yeah. did say that said you're a 10 out of 10. Wasn't that who he said that to? Um, but she, he, he said he really has a strong connection to Gabby. I think that is her shtick. So she, I don't think, I think she likes. Okay. To be I like that about her. I think she looks like a blast. Like exactly. I think she'd be super fun to hang out with. I was just curious if, yes, I think if you're saying, you know, that she's sexy and all of that. Right. Maybe. If he just said you're quirky. <laughs> let's <Yeah>. kiss <laughs> she's the one that brought the aloe she's right. the one that said you have a sunburn she brought the aloe and she was like rubbing it on him and like it wasn't sexy at all i, I didn't like, think that so looks either really awful like is he enjoying this or like well, is I that was... a taste of what he would get <laughs> do you think he's in pain <laughs> I, just looked, I don't know he seemed to like it though and i also wondered he was just sitting there shirtless and then they're kissing. I'm like, does he feel uncomfortable or not noticing or I don't know. I don't and this know. is a really awful question and probably inappropriate, but like, <laughs> do you think he ever gets like hard on by he's kissing these girls? Like, what do you do? Um, I have read that some guys um, on the bachelor have had that problem. I don't know when he comes on, we can ask him about that. I would be really curious. I'm sorry, but like it, it has to be a thing. And what do they do? Go take a break for a little bit in between <laughs> these conversations. Is that why they disappear for a while? Maybe that's why these cocktail parties go on for hours and hours. Cause they have to keep stopping. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, you think about all of that anyway, we can move on, but <laughs> it, it did occur to me. <laughs> so who knows? I did not think of that. Yeah. And so as I was thinking of Gabby and our quirkiness. Yeah. So back to, you know, the girls were sitting around. It was interesting when Shanae walked in, Elizabeth said, let's go somewhere else. I mean, I don't blame her. Oh, I would you know, just walk out of the room as well. But then he pulls Elizabeth or, oh, yeah. you know, he goes to talk to her and he brings it up again. And I'm like, this poor girl. She's well, like, that's because Shanae just no, laid know, into but, her and he wants to find out the truth. I would. She kind of started crying, and I was thinking if that was me, I would just be full out crying the whole time. Why can't we just have a normal talk? Why does it have to be about her every Always, single time? I know. She said that. I feel like I'm being questioned, and he's confused and doesn't know what to believe, which makes sense because Shanae was a great actress. Like She yeah. really came across as credible, even though she was full of crap. He told them to hash it out on their own right. and then wanted to get back to the party. I wonder if he should have just brought them together and had everybody have the conversation. The problem is, I guess it wouldn't go anywhere because Shanae is going to say, this is what I see. And Elizabeth's going to say, that's not true. And Elizabeth did say, go talk to these other women. They'll tell you. And that's, you right. know, he could have gotten a lot of information by just remember when Michelle confronted right. all of the guys after um, what's his name came out and was like, you know, angry at everyone. And she basically said, let's have an open dialogue about it right now. Chris. Yeah, I think it was Chris. Well, I don't know why he didn't do that. Because whatever he says is, we're, I'm going to bring this up tomorrow. Yeah, we'll address it tomorrow. tomorrow. But he had, whatever, eight women there. Why not talk about it right then and there? It's happening. And instead, he's going to bring it up in front of the whole house. I'm curious to see what happens. I agree. I am a little bummed that they had to wait. And like, if I'm her, I'd be like, oh, but I want to talk to you right now. It's just sad. This is taking away from all of their time, which is kind of, a it really is. So it was just funny. There's all this drama and Clayton walks in, like everything was so great, you know, and I'm glad that Gabby got the group date rose. Right. I, we talked right. about that before, but oh my God. And then Shanae, of course, Gabby gets the rose for being a 12 year old cheerleader. So exhausting. Anyway. So, so let me ask you a question. Yeah. Yes. Now that we've gotten to know these girls, a little, these women a little bit better. Uh, if you had to pick now, who would be your, who are your favorites? 
to so go all the way. So if I had to pick, I feel like Susie for sure is a contender. I agree. I think they have a really nice connection. She seems sweet. They just feel like a nice match. I want to get to know her more. I know they had a one-on-one. Um, I think Rachel, I don't know what it is about her, but I think he really likes her. I can't put my finger on it specifically, but I think he's a fan. I like Sarah. I thought they had a nice connection. I don't know yet if I could see. And then probably Gabby, because she's different. I don't know. I have the same four. You do? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's really funny. We didn't even compare notes. There's before. a lot that I, a lot of women that I like, but those seem like they're going to go far. Yeah. Which, which is, is funny. I would have picked Kate, who got kicked off also. Same. Because she just seemed like they, she was poised for a long run. Yeah, you would think. The other one, and this isn't from watching the show, but this is from social media, is um, Genevieve. She's awesome. I do like her. I don't know enough about her for the show. I mean, I like all of them, actually. Not all of them, but most of them. So I wouldn't be upset if, you know, many of them made it far. No, that's a good point. Who don't I like? Yeah. Obviously, Shanae. I don't even know who else I don't like. I feel like that's, for me, that's kind of it. I actually really like, I mean, do I see him being a forever match with all of them? Not necessarily, but I actually like all the women other than Shanae. They do seem like kind-hearted, lovely ladies. Yeah. They really do. Yep. Um, so that's it. I have one other question for you. Sure. I felt like Jesse was sorely underused in this episode. They had Becca and Caitlin and Nicole Eckert. They had people coming on all over the place. Where, where was Jesse? That's a good question. I didn't <laughs> even think about that, but I do feel like they're trying to mix it up a little bit because mm -hmm. he's a really good host. I don't think they're hiding him, but I also feel like this happened when Chris Harrison was around, like he would show up sometimes, but not always. And I think yes. now that there's more and more bachelor nation stars, so to speak, like very beloved, you know, like Caitlin's got her tour. She's on dancing with the stars. She's got her podcast. Like she's got a lot going on. Mm -hmm. So I think it probably helps their ratings to have special guests that have such huge followings. Well, you said that they publicized Caitlin. I didn't realize that. Did they bit. publicize Becca? Do we know she was coming? I don't know. Maybe well, they, they should. Did. They, they should. definitely played up the Baywatch date a lot. Like right. that's what I saw nonstop. I don't know if people are going to tune in for Nicole Eckert, but I think for, Baywatch they would. Yeah, depends for, on your audience. Well, for that, yes, but for um, I'm just talking about Becca and Caitlin. If if they want that to increase ratings and bring in the people, they should really publicize it. More, yeah, more they probably they did more than we saw. Maybe. But I have to say they were probably publicizing it on their own social channels because think about this. You know, the ratings are low. I think probably one of the lowest seasons that we've seen yeah. at all. And so you, when you have these stars with the biggest followings, right, or you have guests on your podcasts who people right. love, you're going to get a lot more people tuning in to see the people that they care about. And so, or hear the people that they care about. And so now Becca can talk about it firsthand on her podcast. Sure. And she has a lot of listeners, right? On Bachelor Happy sure. Hour. Same thing with Caitlin with, you know, her podcast. So my sense is they're probably leveraging the star power to get more people to tune in. That's my guess. That's a good idea. Yep. So we will be tuning in next week. Yes, we will. Very exciting. Well, that's what we have for today. So thanks everybody for joining us. And as always, uh, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. So please subscribe. We are on Instagram at final underscore rose underscore tonight. So feel free to DM us. Send us ideas or things that you want to hear about. And soon, actually, this coming week, we will be going to the Bachelor musical, um, which is a parody. So we're going to have some fun. We'll talk about that on our next podcast. And we'll, we'll be posting pictures and videos from the event on Friday. So, oh, great. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be really fun. We're looking forward to it. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. And we will talk to you next week. Bye.